0: Welcome back to Edge. Could indented search results actually hurt your business? More brands are using AI to write content. How will that actually work out? Uh, Could you actually lose your job to chat GPT? Find out today. You're listening to News from the Edge for the week of January 16th, 2023, here on Edge of the Web Radio.
1: From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week.
0: Well, that was clickbaity or was that clickbaity? That was clickbaity. Could you lose your job to chat to chat GPT? You also lose your job to aliens. You could actually. Mm-hmm. They could come in. They could do your job. Yeah. What kind of aliens are you talking about? You talking about UFO aliens? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. The, the UAP report just got released on the 12th of January. You guys know what that is? The Department of Defense. Actually, just released the second report of their study of unidentified aerial phenomenon. Nice phenomena, da, 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 da. And, and literally <laughs> the first one came out in June. They had 144 military case studies of unknown phenomena, and they could not understand 143 after they studied it. Now they got another 547 UAP studies. These UFO, they call them UAPs now, and they just dropped that on Thursday. Interesting. Incredible. Wow, that sounds inclusive. (laughs) It's not conclusive because they still don't know what the hell's out there. They're Tic Tacs. Giant Tic Tacs. That's a whole different podcast, folks. And if you're interested, (laughs) go check in the show (laughs) (laughs) notes. This show is Edge of the Web, if you uh, haven't come across us. We actually talk about digital marketing, not UFOs. But, uh, hey, it's a thing. I'm Aaron Sparks, the owner of Site Strategics, a, a digital marketing firm here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We cover SEO and digital marketing news of the week, separate from our weekly interview series of thought leaders around the world, so we can bring you some news, get in front of your work week as quickly as possible. So check out everything over at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. This is the SE Ranking Digital Marketing News desk of Edge of the Web. They're the new title sponsor for the news, and we're proud to be able to have them on board. They're a fantastic SEO SaaS marketing platform. They join up with us uh, to showcase some of the key tools that they that they provide to make your SEO journey easier. We've got a lot more to talk about SE ranking further in the show, but we've got a great contest to actually share. So. Check it out. Uh, don't skip past the beginning here, but it is a really cool contest, and uh, it's uh, got some meat to it. You can actually get about $2,500 worth of value out there, so check it out. Joining me this week, get his share on all things news, or at newsworthy, is Morty Oberstein, head of SEO branding over at Wix. Morty. Yes. Nice hat. That's me. Thank you. I was gonna, where's your hat? Jacob's got a hat? Jacob's got a hat. Oh, look at the hat over there. For everybody listening who's on podcast, we also have a YouTube channel. You can check that out. Huh? Yeah, look at that hat. And I don't have a hat on, right? I. You probably have you the socks have on, though. though. I got the socks on, yeah. there, and they're on my hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the swag package. We truly appreciate it. You're welcome. You know, there's a reason I'm not wearing the the, the, the the head, because Wix is not a sponsor of the news show. I don't know what's going on here.
1: Hey, my hostile takeover has not worked.
0: <laughs> please please we, send the swag back now. I, I'll ship it to a wrong address like you, you just did. As that. Elvis said, return to sender. <laughs> okay, 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 fine, fine, fine. We like it. We'll wear it occasionally. All right. Jeez. Simmer down. Keep your hat on. I will. All right. So, what's going on over at Wix? We send swag guys to people, but
1: some people don't wear it. That's what's going on at Wix. Wow. wow. See how prickly he is? Oh, my God. Very prickly. But this is new. Not new. <laughs> Old. <laughs>
0: hey, I did catch that uh, indexing or that top rank he had on Barry Swartz SEO. If you oh, search, yeah, if yeah, if you yeah, search yeah. for you'll be able to see barryswartzmemes.com, right? It was, uh, it's not there anymore. Google got smart, but no. I had to feature snippet for, yeah, yeah, for
1: a couple hours. <laughs> my memes i had the feature snippet for barry schwartz seo you were i to, mean it's yeah. still rank it's still hey, hey hey it's been ranking a position between position seven and five for like the last month like yeah, it's original. not like oh it's still ranking
0: <laughs> but it had the feature snippet for a good couple hours and you jumped on there grabbed a screenshot threw it over at barry and said hey this is new barry <laughs> is this new barry <laughs> Good job. He he Thank gave, you. gave a, everybody kind of gave applause to to that effort because that's a that's worthwhile. I mean, that's awesome,
1: dude. Come on, did so you I think some... the ultimate troll job. I spent hours on this thing. I have another idea to like boost up the uh, the uh-huh. authority of the website. I got to work
0: on it. Is it going to be? I going to be using Chat GPT to actually do it? No, no, no. said to boost up the authority, that turned <laughs> into crap. Ooh. All right. I'm sorry. Before before we get to chat, GPT, which is all over the bloody place, uh, let's go over to a study over at Search Engine Land from Joy Hawkins. Check this out. Are indented search results on Google actually hurting your business? Most businesses might think that having two search results on a page one is a good thing. That's not always the case, says she. So we certainly love when Joy comes out with some uh, good information because they're always bringing the data. They don't joke around there. So she did a three studies basically covering average click-through rates based on SERP position. But first and foremost, the indexing, this is something that's been rolled out back in 2021 of having an additional page of the domain kicking in about you know 10 or 20 pixels into the SERP result. You have one leading page and then another one that's also ranking for a particular phrase. And there's been... A bit of contention about this is that are you cannibalizing yourself? Point being, I think that's that's the entire argument. So, based on click through position, position one gets in a range between 28 and 40% of the clicks on a particular query. Position two, between 16 and 18%. Position three, 10 to 11%. That's the golden triangle that we've been talking about ever since SEO existed, to be honest with you. Fourth position, seven to eight percent of clicks, and then fifth position, six percent or less, and that's all the organic. That's below the feature snippets, sometimes below the PAAs, but it's the ten blue links, right, Morty? Yes, ten blue links. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for contributing there. So sure, what are we talking about? We're talking about getting <laughs> <laughs> the the end. Of, oh, we're giving you an SEO article, man. You kind of <laughs> you, really you, you, you jumped ship last week. Wow. I was sick also. It wasn't like I, it was just, yeah. I'm glad you're feeling better. You want to jump in on this side of the equation now that we're talking SEO?
1: Fundamentally, it's the same thing as keyword cannibalization. It happens to be, it's an indented case of keyword cannibalization. I generally think that having the extra results there generally work in in your favor. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes Google uses the indented results almost like a site link on my Barry memes site. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would get indented results every once in a while. It would have like the main homepage and it would have like, the FAQ page. So the intent's not far off. It didn't really matter to me which page you're going to. It's a bigger result anyway. Like It took up more space. Like That's so great. Um, on the Wix SEO Learning Hub, for example, we have it all the time. Hmm. Because we have Wix documentation, we have the Wix blog, and we have the SEO Learning Hub. I don't particularly care where you go, right? It's a Wix property. Whatever works, whatever floats your boat. We're all one big happy family. I sure. hope it's the hub. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's because I'm a son of a bitch who likes to win. But <laughs> it doesn't really matter, it, you know, whatever fits the user intent there, which I think what Google is fundamentally doing is trying to make sure that it's targeting the right intent from the... It knows you may want this website, but there's various intents for various types of pages or various pages right. that it can serve up from the same website and then the results. So in general, as a concept, Google's doing it because it makes sense. Are there times where you're cannibalizing yourself? Yeah, I guess so.
0: So Joey Joy disagrees with you in, in a yes, space where she believes that you should be ranking for the term that you actually optimize for. And what Google's is doing is kind of clean up uh, and finding some additional fa- additional pages that may actually match the intent of the of the query, but uh removing that is something difficult. So for example, it's a set, set as a premise that you don't want that second page intended in. You just want the first page because that's the actual. Yes, I,
1: You just burn that page. You burn it but and what, then it's gone.
0: Then, mm-hmm. Well, you can actually get it removed, but Google also slid in another page after they tried to do that, a different page. So it was trying to find additional value there. So the point I guess is when they finally removed that Secondary indent, they were able to increase the traffic to their first page, which they were trying to optimize to 55% more search, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not saying it's that there's not a case where this is not make what she's saying it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are cases where it makes sense. I in general advocate, I'm a control freak and I advocate for control of the SERP. So if you get rid of that indented result, else what's gonna be there? What's that? Some other result not from your website. Correct. Right. So for example, if you Google SEO Learning Hub, Wix. Our SEO learning hub ranks number one, and the main page for the hub is the first result. There's an indented result for learn the basics of SEO for our foundational, you know, content. Got it.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Now, yeah, yeah, clue cool. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can get most on the screen as possible, but if the intent was wrong and Google's just grabbing a hold of something, it thinks you're the okay, authority. Of- let's say the intent is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: just, you know, let's play this out. All right. I click on the SEO basics page. So they're all of our like, very, you know, foundational SEO content. I'm like, oh, that's not what I want. You got the audience. I'm the, uh, the least are on, the, on the website. Right, so maybe yeah, we they'll right. go look at the other topics. Oh, we want to go look at that very lovely podcast you have called the Serp Sub SEO Podcast. We'll check that
0: out. Right. And subscribe. Serps. and <laughs> oh. hey, leave a rating. <laughs> right. Yeah, Boy, he just kind of plowed that lane. No, I get, it. I get it, is that if they're on the side, it's better than being on the SERP, bouncing around at something else. But, you know, if you can't control what's coming in there, or maybe – you, know, you got to look – don't look a gift horse in the mouth. That's what you're saying. If they're giving you two, take two. Yeah, look, obviously,
1: if it's a case where you have a money page, it's a product page. Google's ranking the blog higher mm-hmm. up. It's like the classic hyperbolic example. Mm-hmm. People are going to the blog. Then they're bouncing. Like, what the hell is this crap? So, yeah, get rid of that page. Who cares about the traffic you want and the conversions? you're losing out on conversions, fine. Like, I'm not saying what she's saying doesn't make sense. I'm just saying, as a rule, I tend to see that that's not the case with the indented results
0: from my personal experience. Got it, from yours. This is all that's your- my, Right, it's being, all about Being me. the control freak that, that you are. Okay, I got it, I got yes. it. Yes. I would lean your 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 way anyway, because you do want to be able to have as much on that surface possible if you can- do You're
1: that. also a control freak. A
0: little bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: right. I feel you.
0: <laughs> all right hey switch over to our title sponsor introduce you to se ranking they're cloud-based platform that offers comprehensive set of tools for SEO and online marketing professionals. Their platform includes a site audit, competitor analysis, website ranking, keyword suggesting, grouping, uh, backlink marketing, automated professional reporting and much, much more. As a new sponsor for The Edge, we wanted to share with you who they are, but also what they're offering. We got a contest. All right. We got the SE Ranking Checklist Challenge. If you complete the challenge, you'll actually get one month of the Pro 1000 subscription for free. Uh, So the challenge, you can find that over at edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash S-E-ranking. You'll get the free use of the pro level for 14 days. So you can do this checklist. Here's the checklist. You can create a project, add five keywords to that project, find five competitors via the competitive research tool, add them to your my competitor section, run a website, audit and show what issue that you're going to fix. Do a backlink check and upload your backlinks, to the backlink monitoring tool and a correction on the last checkpoint we did last week. You want to add any page to the page changes monitoring feature and so it's inside the website audit section and show the graphs of the history of changes. So get it going and then make a tweak, make a change on one of those pages and be able to demonstrate the history of changes graph right there. So there's the five points here. Send your screenshots over through the email that you'll receive. Once you sign up over at edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash S E ranking, you'll get that pro 1000 service just by submitting that five point checklist. One edge listener is actually going to get a full year business package and we'll be announcing that on the February 14th podcast that rolls out. And that's around a $2,500 value for our listeners. So we'll be randomly drawing one of the submitted uh, listeners who have successfully completed the checklist and we'll be announcing that on social as well as on the show on our February 14th episode. So go over to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash SE ranking today to sign up and start your checklist. I mean, that's great tool. We're we're digging in there. We're finding a lot of really cool pieces in that platform that we'll talk about later. All right. That said, changing over to our second article, Google search responds to bank rate. Uh, More brands are using AI to write content. So I mean, it's been everywhere uh, the information has been <laughs> nobody is I, I don't know you can get more press than AI or a uh, uh, chat GPT right now artificial intelligence has been a scorching hot topic lately uh, especially since the launch of chat GPT in November 30th it's amazing that it's only that young chat GPT I mean it's been in its iterative state for about two to three years in development right? but then they announce it. And my gosh, there's so much that's actually being talked about right now. This is generative AI. What we mean by that, it's not just machine learning. It's also creation, kind of like the dolly from an AI art creation or image creation. This is text creation. So Microsoft Bing has plans to add chat GPT to search, but some have actually questioned whether or not it's an actual Google killer. So this is an article over at Search Engine Land by Barry Swartz. Now, The bank rate example is what he wanted to bring to uh, example here. Uh, It was highlighted by Tony Hill, who posted on Twitter that bankrate.com, one of the largest financial sites on the web, has now started using AI to write some of its content. It's a big moment in web publishing and SEO. Screenshot actually reads this article. This is what's actually interesting, the disclaimer. This article is generated using automatic technology and thoroughly edited and fact-checked by an editor on the editorial staff. That's interesting in its own right, this type of disclaimer here. So uh, if you're wondering how bank rate is ranking for these articles, Cistrix just did an analysis to find out. For bankrate.com, the specific use case and the, the current point in time, one can say, yes, it works. M- many randomly checked articles rank on the first page for both the main keyword and many other long tails. I have no idea the time period of this. So, Lord knows that we have also seen a lot of AI written content from an experimental standpoint not even get indexed until content was rewritten with human insight here. So, you got Bankrate out there that's actually running this, and they're also citing that this was – what does that really do for you? If you're actually – part of this process is presenting to the user that they wrote this with technology. They didn't even t- take the time to write it. They took the time to edit it. <laughs> right there. That, um, just Stop along the way here. Morty, what kind of brand signal does that say?
1: Well, that's what's happening, not much. <laughs> okay. I was looking at a tweet – a couple hours ago. Well, by the time you're listening to this, days ago. Nice. Um, nice. From from Lily Ray mm-hmm. saying that in the you know the new update to the quality reader guidelines, they talk about one of the updates that they mentioned relates to the effort that's been put into the web page. And if you're just like, I think the example they gave is just auto translating something because low effort. Right. If you're just kind of spitting up the ai her point was if you're just spitting up the ai and you're having someone quickly review it like how much of a effort is that
0: Hmm.
1: which is what google is not doing let's say algorithmically but that's what the guidelines are asking the quality raters to do it's a problem like look i think the bigger problem is less oh no it's low effort Mm -hmm. that's terrible the content looks fine right it does right? I who knows at hey, first that we don't know. It could be that they extensively were edited it editing it, right? We don't know. could sure. be they did a great yeah. job editing it. I know like a latest solace I um, shared an example from CNET, I think it was also like very, very, very good, and it looks like it's a long form piece of content, and that they can you know, great, AI can now write long form blog posts. But when you break down the content and you look at what they did, they're basically going heading by heading or writing content. So they're asking a question, mm-hmm. answer, question, answer, question, answer. So it's not like AI can do long form, you know, posts or articles. it's that if you basically create an article that is an FAQ or a uh, elongated FAQ, right? Then AI can handle that for the most part. And I'm not necessarily against that. What I am against is people thinking, well. That was like two thousand words. AI hey, could write anything now. Well, no. Look at the type of content that it did. It's pretty simple. And the CNET example, I think, was like you know, like it was asking all about like finance questions, like what kind of loan is this, and what mm. kind of loan is that, and what kind of loan is this. I don't think it had to do with loans. I don't remember exactly what it was about. For sure, it's just spitting out a quick, imagine like a feature snippet kind of answer.
0: Right. Right. No. Absolutely. And what you're saying here is there's kind of different levels of quality of content. We should be able to. Except AI written basic content that's we already said it, it is kind of democratized, it's all over the bloody place. There's nothing new in this to describe a particular five year to thirty year amortized loan. There's nothing but, new about it, that. So yes. why not actually have it generated by chat GPT? Right? Yeah.
1: But what I think I'm worried about is that now you're looking at it's not just it that the AI is writing up, you know, a snippet of, like, you know, what are the ingredients of mint chocolate chip ice cream? You know, that's stupid. That's easy. We're talking about big brands. We're talking about long form content. Because again, they're taking all these FAQs and making one giant post out of it. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about complex topics like, you know, I don't know, like mortgage refinancing. That in my mind is a concern because you walk away feeling, wow, AI is handling really complicated content. No, it's not. To AI... The ingredients in the ice cream and the history of, you know, loan amortization is the same thing. Right. It's not complicated to it, but to us, we look at it differently. And I'm worried that the state of web uh, content is going to go completely down the toilet because you're looking at it. Wow, big brand, complicated topic, AI handled the job. In a very limited context, yes. But you have to understand that context. And
0: you have no Which idea not, how much I have editing. no
1: trust in people to do that.
0: <laughs> it's kind of witchful thinking, actually, and they, they don't have any context. They don't have any context about how much editing went into something either, right? Right. So right. I'm saying we don't know. Nope. And even right. if it even if it was minimal,
1: just because to us it's a you know heady kind of complicated official, high authority kind of topic. Yep. Doesn't mean it's not easy for an AI writer to write about that particular question, because it's a very simple, straightforward question, assuming you're not an idiot about finance like I am.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I want some chocolate chips in my uh, refi calculation. I do, too, which is why I should not be writing this kind of content. (laughs) I think the skill level of editing should be a factor uh, somewhat perceivable because otherwise the lay person is going to say, yeah, you're right, is that it's going to be the same as something else that has a good deal lesser weight or gravitas to it. So evidently, AI understands everything. Well, That's not the case. And we always are looking at the chat GPT as a useful tool, just like Grammarly, right? Grammarly is a useful tool for finding spelling mistakes, right? Use it. You, in that space and it's just an efficiency model you still have to put your time and your subjectivity into this content but if it's not observable by the layperson then these type of companies are going to are really going to mislead a heck of a lot of people in down the down the lemming trail that's what you're saying basically yeah like and the the, the piece of seen that was overdraft fees versus non-sufficient fund fees what's the
1: difference okay yeah easy it's enough. a definitional difference like it's fine. It's a long post because they have like, what is an NSF fee? And they answer the question, what is overdraft protection? So it's not like it's complex in terms of you have to make, you know, a uh, uh, an analysis, you have to weigh different factors. It's just one question definition, next question definition, how to avoid overdraft and NSF fees. Like, okay, great. They go and roll an overdraft. Like, it, it's Isn't the enough. basic Isn't steps enough. you would need to do. But if you're asking it, like, I don't know, um, you know, like uh, how dangerous is it to be in overdraft? I wouldn't trust AI for that because you now you're making judgment calls absolutely but if you're if you're looking at this as a as a reader like, oh, it's talking about overdraft fees. Well, I guess AI
0: could talk about anything but overdraft fees now, but it can't he's, he's right, they can't and they shouldn't <laughs> they shouldn't. So use it. If you're gonna use it, use it wisely. And I, I it's interesting the declaration, the actual uh, reference yeah. there. And that's that's something that may very well be par for the course for these larger organizations because you want to also have a level of accountability and lack of culpability as well as something spun this up. You know, all things being equal, if it's on their website, uh, you, you've, right. you you got to own it. All right. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit more in a second, but first let's pivot over to Nlinks. They're a continued sponsor of edge of the web. Did you know that entities play a huge role in how search engines understand and rank content on the web? Optimizing your content solely around keywords is a thing of the past. Now's the time to actually add entities into the mix and reach higher rankings using InLinks, an and award winning software in entity SEO. They've got some really cool tools to be able to analyze your content, to be able to analyze search volume and analyze keyword research with customer intent in focus. So go check out the keyword research tool. That's really kind of an evolution of the entire keyword volume pivot there. Uh, go check out everything over at edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash inlinks today to claim your free inlinks account and start creating content that will outperform your competitors. Oh, by the way, they actually just brought me in as a an ambassador or in-links. Can you believe that? Wow. I, I'm such a fanboy that now I'm on the inner circle. <laughs> There's a tooting of my own horn. I mean, if, if Morty can do it with SERPs up. Oh, damn, I did it. now. Uh, Serps
1: uh, up.
0: Anyway, third article from Search Engine Journal talking about chat GPT again. Microsoft reportedly is planning a 10 billion with a B investment in OpenAI. OpenAI is the nonprofit organization that rolled out chat GPT. reports that Microsoft is investing up to $10 billion in OpenAI. Uh, the move is a gamble for Microsoft as OpenAI will inevitably face competition in their rapidly evolving and highly competitive field of AI. have a few articles from Matt Southern as well as Brown Frederick uh, over there on Search Engine Journal. But some highlights... Uh, The move is is a sizable gamble here, but they're also investing. And uh, on top of that, they're looking at also rolling out ChatGPT. Check this out. They're exploring the use of it inside of Word, PowerPoint, and Outlook. Now, having ChatGPT starting to mess around in my email inbox and answering my emails for me. (laughs) Well, there's that. they're reporting considered all those different functions. Users of Microsoft 365, previously known as Office, may soon actually have the ability to use software that will generate text with simple prompts. Um, you already have that in uh, Gmail. I mean, as you train it, you'll actually have a number of different additional prompts that it fires off. That is working. For, uh, or, is, or is that uh, – it's got to be G- it's Gmail. It's Google. It's not uh, HubSpot, right? Right. Okay. Sorry, that's no, inside, inside no, conversation no. here. No. Oh, All right. Right. No, no All worries. Right. Anyway, what do you think about that that uh, your Microsoft Word Office suite will now have uh Chat GPT along right right with everything that you're writing and suggesting more and more on your behalf. Morty, what do you think? Well,
1: that, makes, that, makes, that I think that's a great use. Even the, that's what it, it's, it's there even, for. Even
0: the bouncing paperclip as the mascot? As the...
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll call it uh Clippy.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, how's that. <laughs> Is this new? No.
1: No. <laughs> this tool is a great tool to help if you're stuck, like you have writer's block. Yep. I know, for example, like Semrush pulls in a um, chat GPT-3, Now I'd say, now I don't want really to call anymore, GPT-3, yep. into their SEO writing assistant, so that if you're stuck and you want to rewrite something, it offers you a couple of suggestions. Like, that's great. That makes a lot of sense.
0: No, it does. But here it gets to, this is everything's boiling around to this last article that I picked just for this conversation. Will you lose your job to chat GPT, right? Will it take your job? This is from Brian Frederick over at uh, Search Engine Journal, right? So it has all signs of being a technological game changer, but what about your job? Is your job threatened? The chat bot powered by machine learning and vast amounts of data it has to interact with, eh, users could actually say something pretty interesting. And, in fact, a, a fourth article I didn't load up here is that there are I think it was from CNET or Futura that by 2025, they're looking at 90% of online content being AI generated. That's the one just to throw out for the masses. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. no, it's what I mean. We're screwed. Like this is the web
1: as you know it, which is terrible, is about to get infinitely worse.
0: <laughs> We're going to use that as a comment, right? <laughs> Most people have spent their entire careers working in one field, Right. Are they all supposed to become carpenters or massage therapists, <laughs> says Brian? If so, won't competition for those roles be intense? How, how will we survive? Um, we could all have a panic, panic attack on this, but no. I mean, the point is we talked about it two or three shows ago. There's going to be a separation of Uh-oh. mediocre content that people have just relied on chat GPT or companies have. So yeah, there may have been some individuals that have been marginalized because they saw that chat could do it to the same degree, which also you need to have a double check. If you're actually being fired because of a chat GPT alternative, then your content really wasn't that good to begin with. Boy, I probably shouldn't say that. it wasn't
1: exactly necessary. Correct. Would it be one way to put it? No, listen, I, if, once anybody gets fired, loses their job, that sucks.
0: Absolutely. No, and I'm not being that callous. Um, what I'm saying is... No, you were a little callous there okay. for a second. <laughs> yeah. Point being is that this technology, just like everything else that we have to adapt to, right? We have to be able to adapt to what happened whenever web developers got marginalized for a period of time because WordPress and Wix came into play, right?
1: Yeah, so, listen, what about the guy selling you know... Cassette tapes and DVDs on the street corner.
0: He's got good prices right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, he always had good prices. <laughs> They're better. I to buy all my movies on that dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, Some of the times the quality was real bad, though.
0: Brian says you're going to be fine. Airplanes have a complex system of autopilot and uh, uh-huh. during flight are controlled mostly by computers. But pilots are there sitting and tuning the computer's controls whenever needed right? So the job's going to be get another job. If there's content creation, it's still going to need additional individuals participating in that. So your job's probably going to be even better because you don't have to create all of these different pieces. You actually have to insert yourself where there's need to be able to really polish the information, right?
1: Or editors, more editors. I By the way, I asked I asked chat GPT, Mm -hmm. um, will you steal my job? And And it said, as a language model, my purpose is to assist with tasks that involve natural language, understanding, and generation. I am not designed to take over jobs.
0: That is exactly what an AI robot would say.
1: (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what it would say. (laughs) It is important for humans to oversee and monitor the use of AI to ensure ethical and fair practices. Fucking liar.
0: That's that's, That's an Isaac Asimov thing right there just a liar. It is, absolutely. I mean, what kind of AI would say, like, yeah, I'm going to take your job? Yeah. An honest AI. I don't think they cooked honesty into, into ChatGPT. So you've left Let I me mean, put- ask it.
1: Are you honest?
0: Ooh, there you go.
1: <laughs> As a machine learning model, I am programming accurate and reliable information to the best of my abilities based on the data I was trained on. However, I am not Ooh. capable of having a personal opinion or emotion, so I cannot be honest or dishonest in the traditional sense. It's important to be aware that may provide uh, uh, information. If I've
0: ever heard anything. Yeah. It's all about what are I was trained on. Yeah, deflecting. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deflecting? So the listeners of this podcast are truly entertained at this point in time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As a machine model, I am not capable of having personal intentions or emotions, including the ability to deflect. Blah, blah, blah.
0: I think every time it refers to itself as a machine model, it's just making stuff up. <laughs> oh, it's a machine model. Blah, 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 blah. Are you a model? Oh,
1: my <laughs> Lord.
0: If you ask that yes, for a date. a machine okay. learning okay. model.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> did, you, did you see uh, just recently uh, uh, OpenAI? Uh, they actually put ChatGPT into a full robot that actually had facial uh, mannerisms. Mm. Oh my oh, gosh, wow. it was creepy. I'll throw that in that's the show creepy. notes as well. That was just like, oh, okay. We've pull back, pull back this. That's too far. They yeah. should put it onto a Terminator skeleton. Why not? I mean- <laughs> <laughs> just shorten us so we don't get pinged, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, enough of that. It's not. It, it is not Skynet, not yet. So we can still joke about it until it becomes our overlords, and then oh, we'll see what happens. Maybe it's a Microsoft play. You know, anything you do on the internet is there forever. So mm-hmm. if you joke about AI for too much, then when they take over, they'll, they'll you'll find be it. the first to go. Absolutely. Just saying. I'm just going to roll that tank up to the front door. <laughs> Are you
1: friends with Skynet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. As much as this is great banter, I want to make sure that you know about our third and final sponsor. That's Site Strategics. We're pioneers in agile digital marketing methodology. Our focus is technical SEO, entity SEO, uh, search engine marketing, and social media marketing. Focus on conversion rate optimization and everything resulting around results-based marketing. That actually works. Uh, Check out what we've done and what we've been doing over the years. We're using this show as our continued R&D to be able to incorporate some of the best tech techniques, and strategies for content and execution. So if you're interested in what we can do for you, just give us a shout over at 877-736-4932. Berry Blast, real quick. Google's helpful content and link spam updates are done rolling out as of January 12th. Any thoughts there on that? No, it's done. So That's in the past now. It's, it is in the past. <laughs> Uh, Do we have any reflection? Anybody looking at uh, what was going on there? The launch date was December 5th, but they paused on everything during the holidays and then came back around and rolled out the remaining part of that helpful content update, which was the part due, right, of the August rollout that they had. It was a site-wide algorithm, so the whole site could very well be impacted by this. It's not a core update and uh, it was no longer just for the english language content it was now for all languages and global which was different than the first update if i'm not mistaken So there's a lot of uh, people watching to see what has actually happened with this update. So we'll keep you updated, pun intended, as we hear more from those top authorities and show us what's really happening after this one. Uh, We have had a couple other choppy water algorithm changes here just recently, but that was one that was held back and now it's actually rolling through. Uh, Another article over at Search Engine Roundtable, Google says, writing SEO cases. Case studies, I should say, are quite challenging. Uh, Morty, have you ever written a Google or, or a SEO case study? Uh, one yeah. or two? Couple, couple, why do, hard. They are they hard? They're, they're tough, but why are they so challenging? So I've killed a bunch. <laughs> so, John says, <laughs> uh, as he's diving in, he says, I find it quite challenging for us to do these since the search is so dynamic, and that's actually the point, right? Is that there's such Choppy waters. And on top of that, there are so many variables inside of SEO that if you're trying to just test out one particular tactic, right, you're really doing your client a disservice because you should be doing a number of things at the same time.
1: Yeah. It's always hard to pin down exactly what happened. And sometimes my bone to pick with these case studies sometimes are, you see like immense growth really, really quickly because whoever's writing wants to show off or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's not really realistic. Right. In many cases.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'd love to hear from our listeners if they've had some good successes in, in SEO case studies. I think it's really about that mix experimental mindset. You're trying to do something with a particular focus because there's, there's so many things that could be construed as beneficial or not. And they put a slice in time whenever you're trying to rank test something. Uh, last point over at Search Engine Roundtable from Google, linking to multiple providers in product reviews might give a small ranking boost. So we were talking about product review sites uh, and the different updates that have gone through over the last year. I think we're on our fifth one right here. But the fifth release of the product review update, Google added that linking to multiple sellers – is part of the overall algorithm. Alan Kent from Google actually said yesterday or this past week on Twitter that when all else is equal, linking to multiple providers might get a small boost. And what you're saying there is it's not just one that you're selling for. You've got multiples that you've reviewed and you've evaluated. And here are three to four of these different product providers, right? So it's a little bit of... Again, a balanced perspective as opposed to having one link to one particular provider that looks a little bit skewed from a product review standpoint. What say you, sir? It's interesting. It's nice to see that there's the official confirmation this is algorithmically happening. Absolutely. Google
1: talked about this a while back. I thought this would be a great way for Google to finally put, the, uh, you know, put their foot on the neck of what's going on in the affiliate space a little bit. It doesn't seem that's what this really is. It seems that like this is you know, a small ranking mm-hmm. issue. Who knows if, when, maybe they'll boost the weight of it or not. But it definitely is a signal that, hey, affiliate people don't want you to just throw your affiliate links in and now considering the benefit of the actual user.
0: Interesting enough, how often do you actually see that confirmation of algorithmic changes that actually affect the algorithm as opposed to a little bit more of uh, equivocation? I mean, you don't see it that that often in the in – the Not algorithm. like that. Although
1: I assume if they're putting it in their guidelines about the product review update, then they're doing it or they're about to do it. They're not putting it in there as like, fooled you. ha <laughs> we can't really do this. Sure. I have no plans sure. on it either.
0: All right. Well, check that out. If you are in the uh, product affiliate and a review space, now uh, you might want to diversify your outbounds a little bit to be able to give some balance to your recommendations. Uh, you know, what's also part of your balanced SEO diet is SEO chat, SEO chat. every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern on Twitter. Right. What say That's you, right. Morty? Uh, I say
1: we're having SEO chat this week with Elizabeth Rule, Sterling Skies own. Plug to uh, Israel Hawkins again. Still, yeah. this guy's own Elizabeth Rule talking about the state of local SEO. Sweet. So we're gonna we're gonna. I know it's hard. We're gonna not talk about Chat GPT for like five seconds and then mm-hmm. talk about this instead. Can and then we will get
0: right back to Chat GPT. Don't worry. All right. Got a yep. question? Can we actually start Chat GPT-ing our tweets into? If you do that, I will. I will come to. I will. I will. <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. Finally, we'll get him into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. All right. Well, hey. well hey. Morty, thanks for the swag again. We do really appreciate it. You're you're a scholar and a gentleman, man. I appreciate it. Hats off to you. Um okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get it on. Uh, I, I didn't even see that he had it on in the studio or I would have had mine on. So no oh, guilt. Yes, no you guilt. Did. <laughs> Uses. <laughs> Thanks so much. Stay well. Be healthy, man. And uh, watch. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll try to navigate that. Uh, make sure that you listen to Serp's Up uh, podcast, episode 21 of the Drops on a Wednesday. Uh, check that out. I will. I'm quite proud of that. Thank uh, you. And uh, the talent's pretty good as well, by the way. Crystal does Crystal's it. Crystal, great. She's fantastic. That's <laughs> fantastic. All right, that's it for The Edge this week. Uh, check out our interview series podcast as we drop the Mark Williams Cook Segment 1 podcast this week. Watch for it Wednesday or Thursday as it comes out. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe and to our YouTube channel as we're getting different shorts out in regards to these interview segments. And, uh, hey, if you're interested, we'd love to hear back from you and let us know how we're doing on this podcast. If you go over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash edge today, you can actually get to all the different platforms that allow for rating and reviews. That's how we can ensure that we get in front of more and more listeners like you, because uh, that gives us lift in the algorithm itself. So we certainly appreciate a review from our listener audience. And thanks so much for participating. And from all of us over at Edge, stay safe and stay well. Hey, and don't forget to jump into that contest. Se ranking, edgeofthewebradio.com/slash/se-ranking. Sign up for that free month service, and uh, who knows, you could be a winner. From all of us over the edge, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber drifter. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.